Hi there, welcome to Glenlyden Baptist Church's podcast network. We're glad you can join us today. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us on our website, www.gebc.org.nz. We hope you enjoy the pod. Hey, look, there are two dates um, that are really significant. Um, the first date is September the 19th, 2022. Now, some of you might recognize that date. That was the date of the, um, the Queen's State Funeral. And I, you know, if you saw that on TV, was anyone there or present in that moment? Nobody? But you would have seen it on TV, right? So you, you see the streets. Like when you come out of Buckingham Palace, you've got the mall. And the, and the streets are just paved with people on either side, all hustling and bustling to get a view of the Queen's coffin as it, as it, as it went past for hour after hour. And um, so there was a Queen's coffin and they got the carriages, you know, the, the beautiful golden carriages and the cars and the family marching in behind. The next significant date is, is May the 6th, 2023, which is the coronation of King Charles. And again, in that moment, the streets will be paved with people hustling and bustling to get a view of the King. Well, today... I don't know if any of you know this, but it's Palm Sunday. And Palm Sunday reminds us, doesn't it, of that moment when Jesus entered Jerusalem for the last time. They call it the triumphant entry. That's what they call it. For many, it was a time of celebration. And if you think back on, on, on September the 19th and forward to May the 6th, and you imagine people on the sides of the streets hustling and bustling, there they are to get a view of Jesus as he, as he makes his way into Jerusalem. They're wanting to see the king. They're throwing branches and cloaks on the ground, and they're shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest! You know, branch leaves are the symbol of victory and triumph. And so as they're laid down, it's, it's a sense that as Jesus comes into Jerusalem, the sense of he's coming in triumphantly and he's coming in with victory. They were convinced, the crowds that day, that he was the Messiah, the one sent by God who was going to establish right there and then the kingdom of God here on earth. But if you could have flown a drone that day over Jerusalem, if you could have flown over Jerusalem that day and with your iPhone in front of you and the, and the view from the drone on here, and if you'd looked down on Jerusalem, yes, yes, you would have seen Jesus coming into Jerusalem. But then you would have seen something happening on the other side of Jerusalem because there was a second triumphant entry happening that day. Yes, two entries into Jerusalem. You see, Roman historians record that the governor of Judah, who was Pontius Pilate at the time, led a procession of Roman cavalry and centurions into Jerusalem that same day. Imagine that. Yeah? Jesus on one side coming in to the shouts of Hosanna in the highest, and Pontius Pilate coming in on the other side with the army. Every soldier in the Roman army dressed in battle armor. They're intimidating and they're meant to be intimidating. They're trying to send a message. 
You see, it's no ordinary entry into Jerusalem that day. Pilate, as governor of the region, he knew the standard practice for the Roman governor to be in its capital for religious celebrations. It's the beginning of Passover. And the Romans allowed this ceremony to take place. So Pilate had to be in Jerusalem that day. His entry into Jerusalem was to send a message to the Jewish people to say, if any of you are plotting against the Romans right now, forget it. It was a day of two processions. Pilate's possession meant to show the military might of Rome and the strength and to bring fear into people's hearts. Yet Jesus' entry into Jerusalem was something that was the complete opposite. If you've got your Bibles with you, you can follow through in Matthew chapter 21. I'm going to read from verse 1 through to 11. As Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem... They came to the town of Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of his disciples ahead of them. Go into the village over there, he said, and as soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied up with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, just say, the Lord needs them, and he will immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, Tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus had commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt. And Jesus sat on the colt. Most of the crowds spread their garments on the road ahead of him and others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession. And the people all around him were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this, they asked. And the crowds replied, It is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. So we see the crowds. Here they are shouting Hosanna. And yet within a week, they turn against Jesus. One week they welcome him. The next week they demanded him to be crucified. And so it gets to a point where the city is stirred up and they they ask, who is this? And then many turned against Jesus and demanded his death. It says in Matthew 27, 22, What shall I do then with Jesus who is called Christ? Pilate asked. And they all answered, Crucify him. Crucify him. But these weren't necessarily the same people who welcomed him. Were they disappointed when Jesus came into the city and didn't establish the political kingdom that they wanted? Yes, but Jesus didn't come to set up a new political system. He came instead to change hearts, to establish the kingdom of God, to to save us from ourselves, to save us from our sins. This which he accomplished through his death and resurrection. 
He declared during this last week of his life in John 18, 36, he says, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, my servants would fight. But my kingdom is from another place. This deeply disappointed those who wanted Jesus to overthrow the Romans. There's no doubt that when Jesus called for repentance, they would have disliked him. Because people dislike it today, don't they? But this is truly a significant day. The day when Jesus began his journey towards the cross. And yet, you know, when I reflect on this, I stop and I think, you know, the busyness of life today, many of us get to Easter and we think we just want to escape. We plan our holidays. We want to get away. And I think unintentionally we lose what is meant to be at this time of year. This is a significant moment in each of our lives. Those who love Christ, this is a significant moment. It's not a moment to forget. It's not a moment to escape from. It's a moment to sit in and to be in the presence of Christ because this is the moment in which he journeyed to his death and his resurrection so that we might have life. As a pastor, I'm passionate about that. Because Palm Sunday reminds me that Jesus alone is king. Jesus alone is king. Five things, very quick, I want to remind you of, that reminds us of why Jesus is king. God's word tells us, number one, that the people cut Palm branches, they waved them in the air. They laid them on the ground before Jesus as he rode into the city. We know that this is symbolic of victory. But it's more symbolic of the final victory that Jesus will have. When he would soon fulfill, which he would soon fulfill over his death. Yes, he's riding to his death, but he's also riding to his victory as he comes into Jerusalem. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, 55, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Jesus is the first to rise from the dead. He defeated the sting of death. Jesus alone is king. That's number one. Number two, Jesus chose to ride on a donkey. No military might beside him, but on a donkey which directly fulfilled an Old Testament prophecy in Zechariah 9.9, because a donkey symbolized peace. So those who choose to ride a donkey showed that they were coming with peaceful intentions. Jesus then reminded them that he is the Prince of Peace. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, you hear this at Christmas, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so he rides on a donkey because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Zechariah 9.9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your King is coming to you. 
righteous and having salvation as he humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Jesus is king. He is the prince of peace. Thirdly, when the people shouted Hosanna, they weren't just hailing Jesus as king. They were hailing him as the savior. Hosanna means save now. And though in their own minds they waited for an earthly king, God had a different way of bringing salvation to all who would trust him. Psalm 118.26, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then Romans 10.9, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then salvation will be yours. Because you see, Jesus is king. He's the one who saves. Fourthly, the Bible says that Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Amid the praise of the moment, he knew in his heart that it wouldn't be long that these same people who were shouting Hosanna as he entered would turn their backs on him and betray him and crucify him. And his heart broke with the reality of the moment. How much they needed a savior. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, it says, he wept over it and said, even you, if you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. If they'd only seen Christ for who he was. Jesus is king. I believe he weeps today. As he looks out over the people of this world who are lost, he weeps. As he looks out over those who say, I am your child, Lord. I know you. And yet forget him at this time of year. I believe he weeps. Jesus is king. He brings peace. Fifthly and lastly, Palm Sunday reminds us that the reign of Jesus is far greater than anything that you or I could can ever conceive of or plan. The people look for someone to fight their battles in the present day, yet God had the ultimate plan of sending his son. Not just to prove that he was God, but to fulfill the promises that were given, to fulfill the prophecies that were given. But he came to establish his kingdom and he came to fight the final battle over death. And this is the greatness of why we celebrate this week. Because of Jesus' ultimate sacrifice, we can be set free. John eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He who believes in me will live even if they die. We've much to be grateful for this week. Much to be grateful for. And I want you to know this, that the enemy is at work. And he wants to strip from you the joy of this week. He wants to take it from your mind and fill it with other things. Don't let him win that battle. Don't let him win it. If you're on holiday this week or over Easter, stop and pause and think on Christ. 
Don't lose the moment. Don't lose the moment. Don't let the enemy win. Direct your thoughts and attention towards Christ, our King. Let's choose to focus on worshiping our Lord, yeah? Thanking Him for the gift and for His sacrifice. Celebrating the power of resurrection and the new life that we find in Him alone. There is no one else where you find this life. 2 Corinthians 9.15 Thanks be to God for this His incredible and indescribable gift. And so we stop here now, right now. And just pause for a moment and think on Christ the King. And where your life is at right now with Him. Are you ready to celebrate with Him this week? To walk with Him? And celebrate with Him and rejoice in the salvation that you know you have? Or are you in a place where you don't know if you're ready to celebrate because you don't know if salvation is really something that you have yet? You don't know the joy of that salvation, of walking with Jesus. I invite you to that today. If you're sitting here and you haven't given your life to Jesus, then today is the day to give your life to Him because today He is walking into Jerusalem to give His life for you. Today is the day to say yes to Jesus and to accept Him into your life. Do not walk away from this moment. I invite anybody who wants to give their life to Jesus today to come forward so that we can pray with you and encourage you in the journey you're about to take because it is life-changing. And I invite that to happen. Can I get the worship team up here, please? We're going to finish with a song. Thanks again for joining with us today. If you'd like to know more information on the church or reach out to one of the pastors, please visit our website, www.gebc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day.